More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are three major stories that we are going to deal with today on the show. Number one, military documents have now been leaked about gain-of-function research that is directly contradicting Dr. Fauci's testimony under oath. This is coming out from Project Veritas, which has gotten these documents, and the story behind it is shocking. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Number two, 62,000 Los Angeles students and staff have tested positive for COVID ahead of a return to school. Why? Because they were mandated to get tested before they went back to school, which means there are millions and millions of Americans walking around that have COVID and don't even know it. And I would argue that's good news and a reason for us to return back to our normal lives. And number three, and this is a in story that is extremely important. The media is now starting to turn on Joe Biden and the CDC and Fauci. They are realizing that they have lost Americans and Americans are tuning them out. Now, I'm going to remind you of what the media has been saying all along. The major media was in on the propaganda from the federal government. They were in on the propaganda to tell you that if you got the vaccine, that it would, quote, prevent the transmission of the disease. That is a lie. We have put together a montage and I'm going to play that for you in just a moment. I also want to remind you, please make sure that you subscribe or auto-download this podcast so you can hear it every day. So wherever you're listening, make sure you hit subscribe or auto-download. And please, wherever you listen to this podcast, help us by writing us a five-star review and share this podcast on social media with your family and your friends. Now, the media promised you that if you just got the jab, that it would prevent the transmission of COVID-19. We now know that's a lie. In fact, we have a little bit of a montage here I want to play for you of them lying to you. Take a listen. Is it that there are dangerous variants of the virus in other countries that we don't even know about? It is very likely there are uh, undetected variants out there. And despite all these mutation worries, there is some good news for the UK, and that's that new research on the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine shows that it's still 76% effective even 90 days after just one dose. This is important because it supports the British government's controversial decision to space out vaccine doses by 12 weeks rather than the usual six. And Rosemary, that same research also suggests that the vaccine not only prevents people from getting sick, it also prevents transmission of the virus from person to person. Wait, I'm sorry, what? So the major major media assured all of us that, that you could get this vaccine and you wouldn't have breakthrough cases, you wouldn't be spreading it. We now know that's a total lie. And the UK government is now saying that new research on the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine shows that it's still 76% effective even 90 days after just one dose. And they're now wanting to spread out you getting the vaccine doses by 12 weeks so that you have a longer period of protection, quote-unquote, between doses because they've also realized now 
that with these vaccines, that the difference between the first and the second dose are actually not that big of a difference when it comes to, quote, protection. Now, Dr. Carlos Del Rio has come out and said COVID vaccines prevent transmission. Having a vaccine that prevents transmission is really important. We know now that that is a lie, and this was pushed by the media, and they've been pushing this for an entire year, and now they're having to walk it back. It's about the vaccines that have been authorized so far. Pfizer announcing this week that real-world evidence coming out of Israel shows that this vaccine was 94% effective in preventing transmission of asymptomatic COVID-19. There, of course, has been a concern that vaccinated people could still get COVID-19 and spread it, maybe be, you know, an asymptomatic carrier. So what does this finding mean for that concern? By the way, I love this. This is CNN, right? Have they come out and retracted any of this propaganda? No. Have they come out and said they've got it wrong? No. Have they come out and said that vaccine prevent the transmission of what we've been telling you for the last year is just flat out wrong? No. And that's why we're playing for you now to remind you of the propaganda they've been pushing on you for over a year. Oh, I think it's it's really something that is very good and we're all excited to see it. I would say I think this vaccine is my gut feeling is, is that this vaccines prevent infection and therefore will prevent transmission. But to see actual data like the one that is coming out of Israel, which has a significant number of their population already immunized, it's really reassuring. And I think having a vaccine that prevents transmission is really critically important. And that's why CDC has told us fully vaccinated individuals can congregate in small groups in close environments without wearing their masks. There it is. Propaganda and they lied. If there's any one headline that should come out of all of this, it should be this. Should be we got it wrong. We were wrong. We gave you bad information. Now, there is a new study out. It's a new study, right, that says Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine drastically cuts transmission, right? That's a wrong study. They got that wrong, too. But NBC went with it as well. And they should come out and say, "Uh, we got it wrong. We lied to you guys. It's not true. So, Richard, let me ask you about this new study we talked about on the AstraZeneca vaccine. What are you hearing from officials there in the U.K.? Well, officials here are very excited about this. The health secretary just called it superb news. And he said that it shows that this one particular vaccine, the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, not only protects people, but it also works to slow down contagion. Now, we already knew that all of the vaccines that are currently on the market and the ones that are being rolled out prevent people from getting very sick. They prevent people from getting COVID and they work with about 60 to 95% efficacy. That was already known. But what we didn't know until now, uh, and this is still early days, it's still just one study, it's not yet peer reviewed, but it is a significant one. We didn't know how effective these vaccines are to slow down or stop contagion. That is, if you have the vaccine, sure, it'll stop you from getting sick and ending up in hospital, potentially dying. But what about your ability to pass it on, pass the coronavirus on to someone in your family, to your friends, to people you meet on the street. According to this study, uh, the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine also reduces contagion by 67 percent. And that has enormous impacts on a society's ability to recover because the vaccine, and we already knew this, prevents people from dying and ending up in Mm -hmm. hospital. But if it also has this added benefit of slowing down contagion by two thirds, uh, that that means that societies can recover much, much uh, more quickly once their populations are uh, are protected. So it it is a right. So this is NBC. 
That's all a lie. It's not true. They got it all wrong. Everybody knows they got it wrong because all the new data shows they got it wrong. Are they going to then say we got it wrong? Are they going to come back and tell us they got it wrong? Now, there's another report. I'm going to play you another, and I'm not trying to pick on Richard Engel, but I think it's important to pick on the media who has not corrected the fact that they got it wrong with vaccines and what they can and cannot accomplish and what they can and cannot do. Multiple coronavirus variants identified around the world is the headline. This is coming from London, 6.30 p.m. on 221. Here's what Richard Engel said then. I think we understand the, the rhythms, the patterns of life, what we can do, what we can't do. Uh, and, and there is this general sense that we are coming out of it. And hopefully we are because the vaccines uh, do work against the variants. But the- they don't. They don't work the way that they describe them. The breakthrough cases, have you noticed they've stopped even using the word breakthrough? Why are they why are they um, (laughs) not talking about breakthrough case anymore? Because it's now the new normal. Right. It's a new normal. Breakthrough is a new normal, which brings me now to the media starting to change their tune. You've got a doctor who this morning went on CNBC. And a doctor that's talking about just how wrong we're getting it right now. United Airlines, for example, CEO says we have 3,000 employees who have tested positive for COVID. Not surprising. No one should be surprised with these numbers. Look at the numbers I mentioned earlier. 62,000 Los Angeles students have COVID. A lot of them asymptomatic. A lot of them don't even feel sick. In other words, there's millions and millions of people that have COVID right now. We have to go back to normal and stop living in a perpetual state of fear. But here's the kicker. They're starting to turn on Biden and they're starting to turn on Fauci. They're starting to turn on the CDC because they're getting it all wrong. Take a listen to this doctor on CNBC attacking the CDC, attacking Fauci, and now calling for reform because of their failures on COVID. You know, the CDC guidelines have been confusing. They've been befuddling. They have seemed to defy science as we know it in some ways. But I guess this is the reality. And this is probably why they changed those guidelines to reflect exactly what we were seeing right now. I mean, I don't understand why they didn't say that at the time. But knowing that you're going to have, what did you say, 1% of the population being infected, having 10% infected at any point in time as we've been moving through the last several weeks. Is that what the CDC saw and knew? Is that why we've gotten this kind of crazy guidance? Let me just give you the translation. What CNBC is now saying is they're saying the CDC has been deliberately misleading you and lying to you. And now we know they've been misleading and lying you and we have the data to prove it. And so now we have to start attacking them because it's not us, the media that lied to you. It's the CDC that lied to us and we lied to you. Because we hold ourselves with uh, with zero accountability. We can always find someone else to blame. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. So instead of being intellectually honest about it, instead of them saying we got it wrong, instead of them being honest about what's going on with gain-of-function research and a list of other things, they're now just going to turn and say, no, 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 it wasn't our fault. They gave us bad information and we'll attack them. Take a listen 
to, again, a doctor coming out saying the CDC has failed and should be reformed. Well, I think the CDC guidelines reflect the reality that a lot of the spread right now is being done by people who are mildly or asymptomatic and aren't turning over their infections. And so to impose all the regulations and restrictions on a small percentage of people who are actually getting diagnosed and self-isolating isn't going to um, control this epidemic, just like we're not. By, by the way, let's just hit pause there for one second and, and, and really dissect what this doctor just said. What he said was, is it is unfair to punish people who are COVID positive and take them out of society when there's clearly millions of people walking around right now in this country who have COVID and are getting to go to work. In other words, we got to stop treating them as the leopards in society. And this is part of what the Democrats try to do. They try to say, well, look, we're going to divide you into two different groups of people in this country. Those that are vaccinated get rights and privileges, and those that are not vaccinated are public enemy number one. And those that get COVID, which we by default assumed at the time, would be those that are unvaccinated, we would attack and take out of society and punish them. We would take away their livelihoods. We would take away their days of work. We would take them out of the uh, the kids out of the schools. The list goes on and on. The problem now is that entire mentality that Fauci and the White House tried to inflict on society has completely exploded because of breakthrough cases. There are so many people walking around that are, quote, vaccinated or, quote, fully vaccinated or, quote, boosted that have COVID. Now, the good news is they're not going to the hospital. The majority of people that are vaccinated are having very mild to asymptomatic infections. That's the reason why you're seeing these numbers of 62,000 plus Los Angeles students and staff testing positive for COVID. The majority of the staff, by the way, are vaccinated, yet they're still testing at record rates. That's the reason why in L.A. right now you've got 22 percent positivity rate. When somebody takes a test, it is 22 percent of the time you're going to have COVID. Again, they're getting it all wrong. So now the media has got to change the narrative. So now it's attack the government and the CDC. Not doing contact tracing right now. A lot of schools aren't making recommendations to quarantine students when there's a case in the class because there's just so much infection that you're not going to be driving this epidemic by the infections that you're turning over. I think with respect to the CDC guidance more generally, I mean, the reality is that the CDC is not an agency accustomed to talking to the public. They usually issue their recommendations through public health agencies to providers In this epidemic, they were thrust into a position of having to issue bottom line recommendations to consumers. It's not something they do. And I think we made a mistake all along for the last two years looking to the CDC for guidance on how we were going to live our lives. when We really should have been looking to more local authorities for that kind of guidance. You know, ultimately, you need to reform the CDC. We need some kind of federal public health agency capable of doing this. But CDC was not that agency. And it's very hard for an agency to self-organize and reform itself in a setting of a crisis. CDC has been unable to do that. CDC has been unable to do it. Now, this isn't the media's fault, right? The media just did what they did. So let's look at the data right now. And let's look at how wrong Fauci and the CDC got this. There have been 247 million doses administered. That's one dose, okay? There are 207.8 million Americans that are fully vaccinated. If you look at population, and there are some successes here. 74% of the population has gotten a dose. 62% are fully vaccinated. Let's talk about boosters. 75.8 million Americans have gotten boosters. Percentage of people that are fully vaccinated in the country with a booster, 36.5%. 
So you look at all this data, and and with with 247 million doses that have been administered in the U.S., we are still having the highest number of COVID cases in history in this country right now. And if these tools would just be honest and tell you that here's the deal, if you want to get vaccinated, this is what's probably going to happen, then Americans might actually trust you listen to you and look at the vaccine differently than what you guys have tried to been try to claim that it is. Senator Burr, by the way, just slammed Biden for squandering the COVID response because when you try to dictate to people and you lie to them about the effectiveness of it and then it doesn't come true, fewer people are going to get the vaccine. It's not hard to understand. It's not hard to figure out, folks. People don't trust Fauci and they don't trust the CDC. That's what we know from all of this. They don't trust them. And when you tell Americans to do the responsible thing, right, get tested so that you can see your loved ones and then get tested so you don't infect others. And then we find out that you guys had no plan to actually get rapid tests out to the American people when you promised you were going to be the guy that did this and you promised it would be easy to find a test. And then you tell them, well, we can't find any tests, so Google it. That was the actual advice of the President of the United States of America. People lose faith in you. They lose faith in the White House. They lose faith in public health experts. And they lose faith in people like Dr. Fauci. And that is exactly what Senator Burr is saying. Instead, now, a full year later, here's where we are. More than 830,000 deaths caused by COVID, the majority of which occurred under this administration, despite having many tools and significant resources from Congress, including $80 billion plus for testing. A variant is now spreading out of control across the country with places like Washington, D.C., seeing a staggering increase in case counts over the holidays. And now my state of North Carolina is following suit with a 319 percent increase as of yesterday. Over the holidays, when Americans were instructed to do the responsible thing and get tests before they see loved ones, there were no tests on the shelves or online. And hours long lines were the norm at testing sites across the country. The testing situation was worse when many sought tests to safely return to work or to school. And the most vulnerable Americans who contracted the virus could not get the treatments designed to help because they were now in short supply. This administration has time and again squandered its opportunities and made worse in the decisions you've made on testing and treatment and most crucially in communications with the American people. The American people are right to be confused. It seems like you all don't talk amongst yourself. Some examples. Last August, the president announced that boosters would be available to all vaxxed by the week of September 20th. Three of you here today signed that statement, but neither the FDA nor the CDC had yet approved boosters when the president made the promise. And when you went to your advisory panels with a predetermined outcome already made, those independent experts pushed back and ultimately had to be overridden to meet the president's goal on boosters. I know the data shows that boosters are necessary. I'm boosted. I want everybody to get vaccinated and boosted. The facts about the value of vaccines and booster are crystal clear. But the way this administration rolled out boosters was a disaster. You created skepticism and mass confusion. Example two, last summer, the president dramatically dramatically announced that CDC recommendations changed so that vaccinated Americans didn't need to wear masks indoors implying that the worst of the pandemic was behind us. Even as the Delta variant was exploding in India, 
Only after Delta hit America did CDC begin to take it seriously and the administration had to change course. By the way, the point that Senator Burr is making here that is so important is that many times the decisions that were being made by Fauci and the White House clearly were made politically, not based on science, not based on actual public health. These were political decisions that they were making. They were trying to incentivize you to go get vaccinated by saying if you get vaccinated and this was not based in science, you can take your mask off because they knew that if they told people you still need to wear your mask, fewer people they believed would go get vaccinated. It was probably right. But if you were just honest with the American people and tell them the truth, is there a chance that the American people will actually respond to that and actually go and get the vaccine? I would argue yes. Why do you think more people have died under Biden's leadership than under Trump when Biden had more resources, including the vaccine, to save people's lives? Because at least under Trump, I think there was more transparency and honesty. And there was a we don't know yet. And so there was decisions that were being made based on caution. Go back to Donald Trump's first decision to ban people coming in from Asia and flights from Asia. Why did he do it? Because he sided on the side of caution. And what did the left say? They said, oh, that's that that's that's racist. That's that is an attack on Asia and Asian people. How dare you be that way? How dare you be a racist? That's a racist policy. No, it wasn't. It was a smart policy that actually ended up being absolutely right. No, 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 that's racist. No, 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 it's not racist. It's exactly what should have happened. At least Trump was honest. Thank goodness he was honest. He was honest with the American people. And when you're honest with the American people, they're more willing to, one, forgive when you get it wrong, when you admit you got it wrong. That's number one. And number two, they're more willing to listen to you again after you get it wrong, which is the complete opposite of Fauci and this administration. And the media right now realizes this is a sinking ship. And they got to blame somebody. And it can't be them. They can't take accountability for them screwing up. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I got to bring up another perspective here, and that is there has been one man who consistently has been saying follow the science and has been sounding the alarm on the lack of science and the screwed up logic of Dr. Fauci, the CDC, his leadership, gain of function research. Now, there's two important pieces of audio that I'm going to play for you. Number one is literally Senator Paul having a new conversation in front of Congress with Fauci. I'm going to play that for you. Number two, Project Veritas has gotten their hands on documents that expose, they say, and I have no reason to believe based on what I've seen, that this is inaccurate information that shows that Fauci was lying about gain-of-function research under oath to Congress. These new military documents that have been released or have been, you know, given and put out there, I should say, 
by whistleblowers show that Fauci, in my opinion, should not only lose his job, but he absolutely cannot be trusted. And, and actually, I actually think at this point should be referred for criminal investigation for lying to Congress. Now, there's a point that I really want you to listen to. I'm about to play for you, which is this opening statement for, to, from Senator Paul to Fauci. And his point that he's making is he believes that you shouldn't have one dictator or one tyrant making decisions on something as big as COVID. And that is exactly what Fauci has done. And when you keep getting it wrong over and over and over again, you shouldn't keep that job because you're putting the entire population of the United States of America in harm's way. Take a listen. Central planning, whether it be of the economy or of science, is risky because of the fallibility of the planner. It would not be so catastrophic if the planner were simply one physician in Peoria, then the mistakes would only affect that physician's patients, the people who chose that physician. But when the planner is a government official, like yourself, who rules by mandate, the errors are compounded and become much more harmful. A planner who believes he is the science leads to an arrogance that justifies, in his mind, using government resources to smear and to destroy the reputations of other scientists who disagree with him. In an email exchange with Dr. Collins, you conspire, and I quote here directly from the email, to create a quick and devastating published takedown of three prominent epidemiologists from Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. Apparently, there's a lot of fringe epidemiologists at Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. And you quote in the email that they were from Dr. Collins, and you, you agree that they are fringe. And immediately, there's this takedown effort. A published takedown, though, you know, doesn't exactly conjure up the image of a dispassionate scientist. Instead of engaging them on the merits, you and Dr. Collins sought to smear them as fringe and take them down, and not in journals, in lay press. This is not only antithetical to the scientific method, it's the epitome of cheap politics, and it's reprehensible, Dr. Fauci. Do you really think it's appropriate to use your $420,000 salary to attack scientists that disagree with you? Now, what he just said, and the part that I also laugh about is they then turned the cameras to Fauci for his response to this, right? You guys basically try to ruin the lives of any epidemiologist that's put out information based on science that's different from what you demand that people believe. Now, what's so funny is Dr. Fauci has been seen multiple times without a mask on recently, but in front of Congress, sitting there at a desk by himself, he has his N95 mask on to respond to Dr. Fauci, who does not have a mask on. He's so mad, he takes the mask off and sets it on the table. Now, while he was listening to Senator Paul, who's also a doctor and MD, he keeps his mask on. But now the mask is coming off and I'm going to respond. How dare you attack that I make $420,000 salary? How dare you say that I am wrong on anything that I've any, any every decision that I've made or any decision I've made since the beginning over the last two and a half years. And Dr. Fauci, by the way, has never admitted in one single interview that he got anything wrong with a response to COVID-19 there. Everybody knows he's gotten something wrong because the human being and I'm not saying that from a political standpoint, there's no doctor that could have gotten all of this right. There is not a single doctor out there that could have gotten everything right. We should all understand that and be intellectually honest about it. It's okay to say you're wrong. You're dealing with something new that the world has never seen before. 
I expect you to get something wrong, but when you get it wrong, you need to be honest about getting it wrong. That's the problem here. You don't. You don't admit that you got it wrong. That's the biggest issue I have with all of this. You never, ever admit you got it wrong. And anybody that challenges you, you try to destroy their entire career. Telling everybody that they are fringe, that they are wrong, that they are evil because they don't bow down to the throne of Fauci. The the email you're referring to was an email of Dr. Collins to me. If you look at the email that you responded to and hurried up and said, I can do it, I can do it. We got something in Wired magazine. No, no, no. I think in usual fashion, Senator, you are distorting everything about me. Did you First ever object all, to Dr. Collins's characterization of them as fringe? Did you write back to Dr. Collins and say, no, they're not fringe, they're esteemed scientists, and it would be beneath I, me I did not do that. Be, you responded to him that you would do it, and you immediately got an article you, in Wired, you, and you sent it back to him and said, hey, look, I've got him. I nailed him in Wired of all scientific publications. That's not publications. what went on. You there did. you go again. That you just do the same thing every hearing. That was your response. And so, this, wasn't, so, this wasn't the only time. So your desire to take You're down people... You're absolutely incorrect. As usual, Senator, you no. are incorrect almost everything you well, said. Well, no, you deny, you deny, right. but the emails tell the truth of this. No. This wasn't the only time. Your desire to take down those who disagree with you didn't stop with Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. You conspired with Peter Daszak, who you communicated with privately, and other members of the scientific community that wrote opinion pieces for Nature... Five of them signed a, a paper for Nature, an opinion piece. Seventeen signed a paper that called it conspiracy theory, the idea that the virus could have originated in the lab. Do you think words like conspiracy theory should be in a scientific paper? Senator, I never used that word when I was referring to it. You're distorting virtually everything. Did you communicate with the five scientists who wrote the opinion piece in Nature? Were they... We're describing, oh, this, there's no way this could that have come from, was from not the lab. me. What did I you did, talk with any of those see, scientists but privately? You keep, the, you keep distorting you? the truth. It is, it is you stunning talk, how you, you do Did you talk that? to any of the scientists privately yes. who wrote the opinion? You did. Well, what were they telling you privately? Well, well, let me explain. You know you're going back to that original discussion when I brought together a group of people to look at every possibility with an open mind. So you, not only are you distorting it, you were completely turning it around, as Were most you of the scientists do. that came to you privately, did they come to you privately and say, no way, this came from the lab? Or was their initial impression, Dr. Gary and Dr. others that were involved, was their initial impression, actually, that it looked very suspicious for a virus you know, that came from a lab? Senator, we are here at a committee to look at a, a virus now that has killed almost 900,000 people. And the purpose of the committee was to try and get things out, how we can help to get the American public. Oh, I love this. This is the grandstanding of Fauci. We've got 900,000 people that have almost died. Well, whose fault is that? We've got to get out information. Well, you've been doing it for two years and sucked at it the entire time. We, I, I am a brilliant man. How dare you waste my time while I'm trying to save people's lives? See, this is what liberals do when they get cornered. They go to this tyrant mode, and you're witnessing it in real time. This is Fauci the tyrant. How dare you question me? How dare you say that what I'm saying is wrong? How dare you claim 
that what I have done has not been brilliant in all aspects. How dare you make me respond to your petty little questions while I'm trying to save lives, even though almost a million people in America have died from COVID under my leadership. And you keep coming back to personal attacks on me that have absolutely no relevance to reality. Do you think anybody has had more influence let, over let our me response finish. to this than you have? Do you Madam think it's a great Chair, success? I, do you think it's a great success what's happened what, so far? Do you think you, the lockdowns are good for our kids? Do you think we slowed down the death rate? More people have died now under President Biden than did under President Trump. You are the one responsible. You are the architect. You are the lead architect for the response from the government. And now 800,000 people have died. Do you think it's a uh, winning success what you've advocated for government? Um, Senator, first of all, if you look at everything that I said, you accuse me of in a monolithic way telling people what they need to do. Everything that I've said has been in support of the CDC guidelines. Wear a mask, get boosted. And you've advocated to make it coercive. Take, and take done a look at course, everything you've that I've said. advocated to be done by mandate. Right. You, you, you know, he said, no, no, no. You've done it in a coercive way. You haven't done this through science. You've done this through mandates. You've done it through division. You've done it through saying we're going to have two sets of rules in this country. One set of rules for people that have that, that comply with my tyrant orders and another set of rules a completely different set of rules of punishment if you don't comply that's what tyrants have done that's what they've done we'll shut you down we'll shut down your business we'll lock you in your homes we won't allow you to to participate in society that's what they've done advocated that your infallible opinion be dictated by law right so again, Madam Chair, I would like just a couple of minutes because right. this, th- this happens all the time. You personally attack me and with absolutely not a shred of evidence of anything you say. So I would like to make something clear to the committee. He's doing this for political reasons. What you need to do is he said in front of this committee. You think your takedown of three was, prominent was epidemiologists was not political? You, you don't want me that to finish because you know what I'm going to say. Senator, that was the question. Senator Were you political Winkle, in taking down right. these three point, prominent epidemiologists? Senator Paul, if you would please, um, I'm going to allow this, uh, the, Dr. Fauci to respond. By the way, I love this. This, is the, this. this literally immediately goes back to the point. There is no way that if you actually give a crap about people and saving their lives that Dr. Fauci should be in charge. You cannot tell me that this guy should be in charge who immediately goes on a political attack when his ch- when the science of what he's been pushing is challenged, which is exactly what Fauci was just, what just happened to him. He was challenged. You're the architect of America's response and you guys have screwed it up 10 ways a Sunday and anybody that disagrees with you try to take them down, including leading epidemiologists. That is political. He says, no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. And then he says, see, you're political. This is all for your political gain. I'm just telling you right now, if this White House and this president and Fauci actually gave a crap about saving people's lives, they would immediately say Fauci must go or Fauci would resign because it's very clear now that he has lost probably half of Americans who will not listen to a damn thing he says, by the way, with reason and cause, I would argue. Which brings me to this other story involving Fauci. And I said this earlier, I'll say it again. Please make sure that you share our podcast on social media. Share it with your family and friends. The audio I'm about to play for you is from Project Veritas. This video has already been taken down online. 
And I want everybody to hear this because what they have done is they've exposed Fauci and busted Fauci and the CDC and the NIH for being straight up corrupt in a significant way. Project Veritas has now revealed military documents about gain-of-function research that directly contradict Fauci's testimony under oath. Dr. Fauci has yet to respond to requests for comment about what Project Veritas has now uncovered. I'm going to play this for you. And again, please make sure you forward this or share this on social media or, social media or text it to your friends. With all due respect, I disagree with so many of the things that you've said. You're still unwilling to admit that they gained in function, they gained in lethality. According to the definition that is currently <laughs> operable, we're not going to get anywhere close to trying to prevent another lab leak of this dangerous sort of experiment. You won't admit no. that it's dangerous, and for that lack of judgment, I think it's time that you resign. Project Veritas has obtained never-before-seen military documents regarding the origins of COVID-19, gain-of-function research, vaccines, potential treatments which have been suppressed, and the government's effort to conceal all of this. Dr. Anthony Fauci has testified many times before Congress stating that the U.S. government was never involved in gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Will you today finally take some responsibility for funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator, with all due respect, I disagree with so many of the things that you've said. Gain, first of all, gain of function is a very nebulous term. But That's, the thing uh, is, is you're still unwilling to admit that they gained in function when they say they became sicker. They gained in right. lethality. It's a right. new virus. That's not gain of function? According to the definition that is currently <laughs> operable, we're not going to get anywhere right. close to trying to prevent another lab leak of this dangerous sort of experiment. You won't admit well, that it's dangerous, and for that lack of judgment, I think it's time that you resign. You have said that I am unwilling to take any responsibility for the current pandemic. I have no responsibility for the current pandemic. That assertion is based on the NIH's definition of gain of function. However, the documents we've obtained refute that. The documents in question stem from a report at the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency better known as DARPA, which were hidden in a top-secret share drive. But what is DARPA? They are an agency under the U.S. Department of Defense, which facilitates research and technology with potential military applications. Dr. Stephen Walker was the director of DARPA at the time of the EcoHealth Alliance proposal. A source sent us this video of Dr. Walker talking about research they were exploring related to mRNA technology and its potential application with military personnel in the field. DARPA, about five or six years ago, we stood up an office called the Biotechnology Office. And the real purpose of that was to understand how biology worked and then build design, uh, design build and test cycles where you could um, engineer microorganisms to do things that you want to do. Though the main report regarding the EcoHealth Alliance proposal leaked on the internet a couple of months ago, it has remained unverified until now. By the way, if you listen to what he is saying right now, Fauci lied about gain-of-function research, number one. Fauci lied about who was doing it, number two. The military documents about gain-of-function that contradict clearly Fauci's testimony under oath, 
how is the media not covering all of this? And why is it only Project Veritas that is able to get this out there? You already know the answer. It's because they don't want you to know this. That's why. They do not want you to know this. We're going to continue to follow this story, and we will probably have more breaking news on this based on what my sources are telling me tomorrow. So don't miss tomorrow's podcast. Please share this podcast so that we make sure that other people hear this, and please write us a five-star review. Help us fight back against the liberal media and get this information out. And we'll see you back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.